0: Well, good morning, and let me take this opportunity to welcome you to our live stream experience here at the Sweetwater Baptist Church. We are so honored, so delighted, and grateful that God has allowed you and us the opportunity to worship together in spirit and in truth. So thank you very much for joining us this morning as we worship our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Take your Bibles this morning, please, and turn with me to the Gospel of Mark, Mark chapter 4 this morning. And as you're turning, I just want to say a special word of appreciation to our Sweetwater Band, Brother John Dickinson and Bird and Connie Sansom and Rhonda Ebatino for blessing us in music this morning. <clears throat> also, Brother Mark for leading us in worship today and Brother Brian and a special a word of appreciation to our tech team who is here this morning, uh, Brother Will Mundy as well as Corbin Heron and Miss Bobby No, and we appreciate them so very much in being here today as we share in this means of modern technology. I want to remind you of a few things as you're turning today in your Bible to the Gospel of Mark chapter 4. First of all, I want to remind you that there are prayer partners available to you. Uh, They are here on location at the Sweetwater Baptist Church. And should you have a prayer need, a concern, someone just to talk to, you are welcome to give those numbers a call. And there will be someone there to help you. They're on the screen. And you should find those numbers there. They're scrolling periodically throughout the service today. And so let me encourage you to call them. Maybe you'd like more information about the Sweetwater Baptist Church and you can call that number as well. They'll be happy to take down any information that you would request and one of our staff members will get back in touch with you this week. I also want to remind you about the COVID-19 prayer guide uh, that we have available for you online. You can go to sweetwaterbc.church and you can download that. If you do not have that capability, you can simply call the church office and uh, we'll be happy to snail mail one to you. And I want to encourage you to be much in prayer concerning the items that are on this prayer guide, especially those, of course, who are suffering from the coronavirus, but also uh, all of our medical personnel, our professionals who are on the front lines of this warfare with this virus and many of them are in our own church here at Sweetwater and we're so grateful for their ministry and their service uh, to those who are sick and those who are suffering and so be much in prayer concerning all of these requests that are on this COVID-19 prayer guide. I also want to remind you about our study tonight At 6 o'clock, we will be live streaming once again from the Sweetwater Baptist Church. And tonight, we'll be studying together chapter 5 of our book, Sacred Sites, the letter E, for Elijah. One of my favorite people in all of the Bible. And so, I hope that you'll tune in uh, this evening as we study together on uh, the life of Elijah. We're going to Mount Carmel So you'll need to put on your hiking boots and get all of your things packed in your backpack as we make our way up Mount Carmel. One other thing I want to mention before we begin our message today. Next Sunday is Palm Sunday. And it breaks my heart to think that we cannot be together as a congregation, as the people of God, as we celebrate the Lord's Supper. It is our tradition here at Sweetwater that on Palm Sunday, that we observe the Lord's Supper. We're going to do that, but I need your help with this. And what I want to ask you to do is this week, as you're out and about at the grocery stores or at Walmart, that you would pick up some grape juice and perhaps some uh, crackers, and that you would get everything ready at your home so that we can observe the Lord's Supper Uh, together. Uh, I discussed with our chairman of deacons uh, a number of ways that perhaps we could do this, and we just felt that this was the best way for you to take care of your family, and so you will get those items together. God knows our hearts, and uh, you're not committing any kind of sin by doing it at home and using a saltine cracker. It's the attitude of your heart and the motive of your heart. And then next Sunday... As we celebrate the Lord's Supper, I will let you know the appropriate time that you are to receive those elements as we observe that special time of communion and reflect on what Jesus Christ did for us at Calvary. I'll remind you about that tonight and also on Wednesday uh, to get those items together so that we can enjoy the Lord's table together. This morning, in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 4, I want to begin reading with verse 35. God has given me a special message for us today in light of this global pandemic concerning the coronavirus, COVID-19. And what does God say for us right here in this passage? in Mark, chapter 4, beginning with verse 35. And the same day when the evening was come, he said unto them, Let us pass over to the other side. And When they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And There were also with him other little ships or boats, verse 37. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part in the King James Version of the Bible of the ship asleep on a pillow. And they awakened him and said unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? I'm speaking on this subject this morning, safety in the storm, safety in the in the storm. May we bow for a moment of prayer together. Father, this morning, how we have been blessed through music and videos, through singing together, through the reading of your word. And now, dear God, as we turn our attention to your precious word, I pray, oh God, that your Holy Spirit will be our guide and our teacher. Father, we're in a storm, and Lord, we are asking you to speak peace and calmness into our hearts to intervene in this global pandemic. So, Lord God, we make this prayer now in the name of Jesus and for his sake, amen. Someone has said that you are either in a storm, you're coming out of a storm, or you're about to go into a storm. As we think about what's going on in our society, in our country, and even our world concerning the coronavirus, COVID-19, we are reminded that our whole world is in the midst of a storm. And as we read this passage together this morning, there are some wonderful lessons that we can learn together to help us as we maneuver through this storm. Now, as I think about this particular passage, one of the things that I want to remind you of is that the disciples and Jesus were all in the boat together. Ladies and gentlemen, we're all in the boat together. It doesn't matter if you're in China or Italy, if you're in South Korea, if you're in the United States of America, the entire world right now is in the same boat. and That boat is called the coronavirus. We find ourselves in this matter of social distancing and being careful and washing our hands and, and being mindful of the germs that are out and about. We're also reminded that we find ourselves in this windy storm. But I've got good news for you today that there is one that can help us as we find ourselves in this calamity. Charles Wesley, that great Methodist preacher, wrote a beautiful hymn. And here are some of the lyrics from that hymn as he talks about the storms of life Jesus, lover of my soul, let me to thy bosom fly. While the waters near me roll, while the tempest still is high, hide me, O my Savior. Till the storm of life is past, safe into the haven, God, oh, receive my soul at last. Some people have the idea that just because you're a Christian, that you become immune to the problems and the difficulties of life. Ladies and gentlemen, that's not true. Life is life for everyone. And in the midst of our storm, we have the assurance that God is with us. Psalm 46, verse 1 declares, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Beth Moore, that great motivational lady speaker, said this, we want Christ to hurry and calm the storm, and He wants us to find Him in the midst of it first. Could it be that we find ourselves in the midst of the storm so that we will seek God God like we have never sought Him before. This morning, I want to point out five very brief things in this passage of Scripture as we think about our circumstances as well. Number one, I call your attention to the crisis. There's a crisis here. In fact, look down at verse 37. There arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. The disciples, these followers of Christ, found themselves in a crisis. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in a crisis, but we are reminded that we are in this crisis with Christ himself. And as I think about this crisis, I'm reminded that, first of all, this was very sudden. They were not expecting this storm. Now, in order to understand something about the Sea of Galilee, you need to understand something about the geography of Israel. And the Sea of Galilee is actually in a bowl. It is surrounded by mountains. And as a result of the topography of the land, oftentimes storms will blow in very suddenly, very quickly, and unexpectedly. Well, that is exactly what happened to these disciples. They They were not expecting this. It caught them off guard. And in the same manner, we have suddenly been hit with this storm of COVID-19. Something else that I want to mention here, it was very severe. In fact, if you'll look again at verse 37, there's a word I want to point out to you. And there arose a great storm of wind, a great storm of wind. This was not a summer breeze, ladies and gentlemen. This was a great storm. and We are in the midst of a great storm, are we not? A great crisis, just like these disciples. But I'll tell you something else. It was scary. In fact, on down in the passage of Scripture, the Bible tells us in verse 40 that He asked, him, asked the disciples, Why are you so fearful? I want to ask you a question, what is your crisis today, other than the coronavirus? You see, life still goes on. In fact, in the last two weeks here in our church family, we've had five funerals associated with our church. Someone very dear to me this week was diagnosed with cancer. Surgeries are scheduled for next week for other members of our church congregation. And so I look at you today and I ask you the question, what is your crisis? What is your storm? There's a second thing I want to call to your attention this morning. Not only the crisis, but I want you to notice the comfort. And the comfort is that Jesus was with them. Look again at verse 36. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. So Jesus was with them. Jesus is with us as the children of God. and We're reminded that He will never leave us or forsake us. The Bible tells us in Isaiah 43, verse 2, When thou passeth through the waters, I'll be with thee. And through the fire thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. And knowing that Jesus is with us as children of God, should give us two things. First of all, confidence. I have confidence knowing that God is with me. But then I have great courage. There's nothing to be afraid of because God is my shelter. God is the one protecting me. And the Bible reminds us in 2 Timothy 1.7, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Psalm 56 verse 3 declares, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you. So here are the disciples in this terrible storm, this great crisis, but in the midst of it, they find comfort in knowing that God is with them. Deuteronomy 31 verse 6 declares, be strong. And of a good courage, fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doeth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. There's a third thing I want to call to your attention this morning that occurs right here in this passage, and that is the cry. There's a cry here. Look down at verse 38. And He was in the hinder part, that means the back part of the ship, asleep on the pillow... And they awakened him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? They cried out to Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a time for crying out to God. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 says, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. They cried out urgently. This wasn't a time for a prayer with a bunch of wordiness to it, flowery language, a language that was very involved and big words, but they got straight to the point. There was no time to waste. They cried out passionately as well. They prayed from their heart. Ladies and gentlemen, prayer is not so much of what comes out of your mouth, it's what comes out of your heart. Psalm 34, verse 17 says, The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth and delivereth them out of all of their troubles. Tonight I'm going to be speaking about Elijah on Mount Carmel. And when Elijah was on Mount Carmel against the prophets of Baal, facing opposition, he cried out to God. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible tells us in Jeremiah 33:3. 3, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. That's why I encourage you to use your prayer guide and to pray for those on the front lines of the coronavirus, to pray for the victims, to pray for our president, our vice president, our national leaders, the coronavirus task force, to lift them up in prayer, to pray for your family, and pray for the safety and well-being of your friends as well. So there was the cry. Now's the time, ladies and gentlemen, to cry out to God. But then notice the fourth thing. Notice the calm. Look down at verse 39. And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, peace be still, and the wind ceased and there was a great calm. Now, there's two things in this calming of the sea. First of all, there is the power of Jesus. Jesus has all power, all authority. In fact, he says that in Matthew 28, verse 18, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. In Psalm 107, verse 29, he hath made the storm to be still. And the waves of the sea were hushed. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus can calm any storm he wants to calm in our lives, in our world. And That's why we have to seek him and cry out to him because he has the power. He's the answer. He is the solution. In fact, they were so amazed at this, the disciples, in verse 41, and they feared exceedingly and said one to another, what manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Ladies and gentlemen, he has all power. and He can come into your life just as the Sweetwater band shared with us a moment ago as we've been singing about, as the videos have testified. He can walk into your life and say, peace, be still. But there's something else here not only the power of Jesus, but the serenity of Jesus. In fact, he uses that word peace in verse 39. He says, peace, be still. There's a lot of nervous people right now. If You've been to Walmart lately or a grocery store. You know how nervous everybody is and how fearful they are. And they don't have peace and they, don't, they have a restlessness inside. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus Christ gives to us peace in any situation. That's why in John 14, verse 27, Jesus said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Psalm 29, verse 11 is one of my favorite verses, especially at a funeral. And oftentimes, when we're about to go into a chapel or into the sanctuary, I'll share this verse with the family. And it's Psalm 29, verse 11, and here's what it says. The Lord will give strength unto His people, and the Lord will bless His people with peace. Do you know what we need in the midst of this storm? We need strength, and we need peace. And thank God that Jesus has both of those through His power, that strength, and through the serenity, the peace. In fact, listen to this little poem. God has not promised skies always blue, flower strewn pathways all of our life through. God has not promised sun without rain, joy without sorrow, peace without pain. But God has promised strength for today, rest for the labor, light for the way, grace for the trials, help from above, unfailing sympathy, undying love. Well, here are the disciples, and they're in a storm, and we're reminded of their crisis, and we find their comfort, and we hear their cry, and then we see the calm as the waters subside, and... The wind quits blowing and all of a sudden the rain stops. But through all of this, there is a fifth and a final thing that I want to call to your attention. and That is the challenge. Because Jesus gives to them and Jesus gives to us today a challenge. And that challenge is found in verse 40. And here's what he says. Why? Are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? How is it that you have no faith? Now the Bible tells us that we are saved by faith. maybe you're here today and, and you're tuning in and God has spoken to you and you've never made a commitment to Christ, a personal, relationship with Him. You don't know what that is. The Bible tells us in Romans 10, verse 13, for whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Maybe you're here today and you're questioning what is faith all about and how can I have that personal relationship with Christ? I want to encourage you to call one of those prayer partners right now. And they'll be happy to talk to you about what it means to have That personal relationship with Jesus Christ, to know Him as your Savior, to know Him as your Lord, and to know that you're on your way to heaven. So we're saved by faith, but we're also sustained by faith. And the Bible tells us in the book of Romans chapter 1 and verse 7 that the just shall live by their faith. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7, for we walk by faith and not by sight. And the writer of Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 declares, without faith it is impossible to please God. So now is the time to depend on your faith. You've got to rely upon your faith. You've got to exercise your faith. Faith, ladies and gentlemen, is like a muscle. And the more that you use it, the stronger it will become. So here's what I want to say to all of us in the midst of this storm. Don't doubt, don't despair, and don't drown. And the way that we can do all three of those is by depending on our faith and looking to the one that can speak peace in the midst of the storm. Squire Parsons has been around for a long time. Many love his great music. He's certainly known for that wonderful signature song, Beulah Land. But he also sings another song called The Master of the Sea. And the lyrics go like this. When he reaches down his hand, billows cease at his command. Wind and waves obey his will. When he says to them, be still. What man is this, they all did say, that the wind and the sea obey? He's the one who sails with me. He's the master of the sea. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus Christ is the master of the sea. Yes, we're in a storm. But the good thing about storms is this, they do pass by. We've got to be strong and we've got to be courageous. We've got to have faith and trust right now. We've got to put our uh, religion into practice, our relationship with Christ to own, on display for the world to see, to know that we're not afraid, that we are Christians. I saw a, a little uh, post on Facebook that said it best. The church is not empty the church has been deployed. Ladies and gentlemen, we have been deployed as the people of God to be that light of the world and that salt of the earth. Now I'm about to share one final story, but before I do, I, I want to remind you about our prayer partners. And they're going to be available 15 minutes after the service if you have a prayer need, a concern, if you have any type of question that you would like to ask, more information about our church, uh, you'll see that information up on the screen as you're watching, and call those numbers. They are eager, and they want to talk to you, and they want to pray pray with you in the midst of your storm, in the midst of your crisis. I heard the story about a pastor who had gone to a church conference, and he had flown on an airplane. And so the conference was over, and he was flying back home uh, to a certain destination. And so as they were flying, all of a sudden, the fastened seatbelt sign came on. And then in just a moment, the pilot came over the intercom, and he said, Ladies and gentlemen, we are about to experience some great turbulence. And we're asking you to remain in your seat. We're not going to be able to serve any type of beverages or Uh, to give out any snacks or a meal. And uh, we're asking you to to hang on because we're about to hit uh, some rough stretch of sky. And so sure enough, they did. And the turbulence was all around and the plane went up and it went down and it began to shake and to gyrate. And uh, people on that plane were afraid and they were scared. People were praying. Some were crying. Many of them had their eyes closed. The pastor noticed across the aisle a little girl as she was seated there. She was reading a book, and as this chaos was taking place uh, inside this plane in the midst of a storm, this little girl just kept reading her book, and she was so serene and so calm, and uh, she'd close her eyes sometime and Uh, Sometimes and just lean back, and uh, then she'd open them back up, and she would read again her book. Well, finally, the plane made it through the storm. It landed, and as the uh, passengers of the plane were disembarking that aircraft, and as they were waiting to come out of the plane, the pastor looked at the little girl, and he said, Little girl, I noticed that while we were in the midst of that storm and the plane was being shaken and it was going up and it was going down, that you were just so calm and so peaceful. How is it that you could do that? And the little girl looked at the pastor and she said, Well, my daddy is the pilot and he's taking me home. Ladies and gentlemen, God is the pilot. And He is taking us right through this storm. Let's bow our hearts together for a moment of prayer. Father, we thank You today for this wonderful passage in Your Word that reminds us that in the storms of life there is safety. Lord God, we're grateful today that the disciples made it out of this crisis. That, God, their cry was heard and hear our cry. Father, I pray you'll bring a calm to our hearts because, Lord, things are really nervous right now in our society and even in our world. Father, help us to remember that challenge today that, oh, God, we are to walk by faith and not by sight. That, Lord, we are to put our faith on display. God, may we remember today that you are the pilot, that, God, you are maneuvering us through this terrible storm. Thank you for those who have been watching today. Bless them until we meet again, and we make this prayer in the name of Jesus and for his sake, amen.